I'm the devil in your diary, the stranger in your bed, that slow and steady climax in the fiction that you've read, where your mother was a dancer and your daddy left you dead. But tonight,
That's Toronto-based singer-songwriter Jay Amar with his song Your Poet Bleeding from his great new album Your Perfect Matador, a recording that is surely his most complete artistic statement to date, drawing comparison to no less than Canadian icon Leonard Cohen with a nod to the groundbreaking work of Tom Waits. Your Perfect Matador sets out to explore love and relationships and the place of art in our society. We're caught up with J.A. Marr at home in Toronto to chat about the new album. So tell us about this new album. This is album number six, I think, isn't it? Yes, this is uh, this is number six. We're becoming children. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, we, uh, it, you know, it, it was uh, produced with Michael Philip Voyavoda, a producer in Toronto. He's done everybody from most of the Bare Naked Ladies records to... He worked on Power and the Blood with um, Buffy St. Marie and Amelia Kearns, They Promise You Mercy. So over over the course of all of my touring, I'd had all these songs kind of tucked away over over the course of, I think, about five or six years. Some of them were even as old as eight to ten years and just kind of held on to them and uh, waited for the right producer that came along to me. So um, through all of my research and eventually my love of some of the albums that Michael had produced, we, we met and he was really down with these songs. And uh, that's what happened. We, we uh, produced them over the course of uh, about a year, really, but two weeks of, of in the studio laying down all the beds with the, the Toronto-based uh, studio band. This album, I mean, to me, it, it really feels like a step up from what you've done in the past. Did you have that feel when you collected these songs that you wanted to save them for this right opportunity? Here's the best way to put it. Uh, there's an old Pirandello play, Luigi Pirandello, an absurdist playwright from the 60s. and he, You may remember this one. It's, it was called uh, Six Characters in Search of an Author. Does that ring a bell? I'm probably not the right scholar. I was more science-based okay. at school. No, that's okay. Oh, were you okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's interesting, and you, and you love folk music. That's cool. <laughs> the the idea is these characters, so in absurdist theater, these characters walk out into stage, and they're they're half-written, and they're waiting for their, their final author to kind of come along and finish them off, you know? And I always loved that idea, and I, and I, I think I conscientiously remembered that concept when I was walking around with these songs. So my previous few releases, which were very folk-based and kind of just, I don't know, a little ragtag, I would jump in the studio and record them over the course of two or three days really live. This one, I knew these particular songs were like those characters who were half-written. They were they were just waiting for the right producer to come along and... Uh, Eventually, they kind of found the inspiration through a girl that I was with in the East Coast, and flying back and forth to see her was was always part of it. I was on the road. I've been on the road for the last 10 years, so she was essentially my home base for a while, and uh, all of the songs and the entire album coalesced around her. They needed a special treatment for me, so, so I definitely elevated my game by, by taking these songs to that producer and... Uh, this is all part of a, a larger vision I've been carrying around for a long time. Now, we started off with Your Poet Bleeding, which is a great song, and I think it's the song that almost really does get you to feel a, a little bit of a Leonard Cohen coming in there. Was that intentional on your behalf? Cohen is definitely uh, 
uh, an influence. But that that particular song has a little bit of uh, talk speak at the beginning. And there's an artist by the name of Chip Taylor, who you may remember. He wrote Wild Thing. And he started that album with some simple talking, and I just loved that idea. At first, it threw me off, and as I, I listened to the record, I thought, there's never an opportunity to to introduce a record with speaking. That's that's what I'll do. So I would owe that to Chip Taylor. Bringing these songs together, you mentioned the importance of finding the right producer, and I guess also finding the right musicians to join you in the studio. Can you talk a bit about some of the people that played with you on this album? Uh, yes, we... Uh, we kind of I would consider them to be Toronto or Canada's version of a Muscle Shoals in the sense that they're a group of guys who have been together for a while on a lot of recordings and they they find a sound. So the the guitar player is Champagne James Robertson, and he's he's just on a ton of recordings and he's uh, he has a knack for for pulling out. Uh, amazing sounds that you just wouldn't expect, and he's he's a very gifted individual. Robbie Grunwald on keyboards, and Robbie's uh, he he tours internationally, and um, just just a, a great guy as well. He just opened up a studio in Toronto, and our bass player was uh, Devon Henderson, and they call him Devo, and a very very soft spoken individual, and he's just a Incredible bass player, and for this particular one, we had Michael Boyavoda, the producer, drumming for us. He Michael drums with the Real Statics, so we said, "Why not? Uh, why not use you?" So he kind of was drumming and conducting the session while while a lot of those uh, sessions were going on, and that was the key. That was the key uh, outfit. So we did most of the beds just live at Union Studios, and uh, we added a few uh, female vocalists after the fact. Uh, Chloe Charles, a good friend of mine. Joined us for several songs. Uh, Shakura Saida, uh, she's on a few songs, and uh, Alejandra Rivera, who's also a very close friend, and uh, she she sang on a song called "Alive in the Shadows" and uh, "Take Me Home." So, we also had strings with Drew Jureka, who's uh, like a one man arranger, string section violin player. And uh, he's the one person I did not meet in this process. That was a complete studio overdub. So, but I, I wanted strings uh, for certain songs. So that was that was the go-to. And being a songwriter who's you know really built a reputation around you know the the lyrical quality of your work and obviously uh, the poetic nature of it, I guess it was very important. You mentioned you know bringing in some great female vocalists to join you on these songs. It was very important to get the right voice to to complement the song, right? Yeah, yeah. Those those particular songs, for example, uh, the first song, "Your Poet Bleeding," and the great and the one, "The Greatest Story Never Told." Those were songs I knew Chloe was going to be singing on long before she did. You know. She had, she had always wanted to sing with me and, and uh, vice versa. And, uh, you know, so in other words, I was kind of writing certain phrases or, or parts in mind uh, for the, the female accompanists on those songs, yes. And there are a couple of songs on the album that step away from the love theme to, to focus on graffiti artists. I mean, in particular, Banksy. Walls Are Pages is a great song. We're not going to be able to play it today. We've actually already played it on Folk Roots Radio. But I think you, you wanted to make the statement that, you know, that we need to consider a lot of what people are doing in our environment as also being strongly its own form of art. Is that right? 
Well, pretty well. I mean, the yeah, I, I think I think our role as artists and and in whatever fashion, even though even though the one I'm I've just, the medium I've chosen is falling out of fashion uh, as we speak, which is okay with me, but it's it's what I've chosen. I think it's just very important for the artists in today's age to continue painting these walls, the, the hallways of this world, a beautiful place, whether it be through your music or through art or whether you're a uh, somebody who facilitates it like yourself. It's all These are all very important components to making this, making us understand our, our surroundings, you know, it, the the conversation lately has shifted toward the commoditization of art or whether artists can make money specifically in the music world in 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 this modern file sharing era and uh i've always kind of avoided those conversations because i don't know i, I i'm sure you have a lot of them with artists right oh, absolutely it's it, it's you know as you mentioned it's it's become very very topical at the moment my my sense is though and I got this when I was listening to the album and, and reading through the publicity material that was sent out, was to you it was seemed to be much more important to make the artistic statement. I think it was some advice you got from Ian Tyson way back about the fact that, you know, being a singer-songwriter and make, making a living as a, a musician is, is challenging just simply because of the fact that this is your art and you're living it. And unfortunately, there, you know, that it's hard to get... Uh, fairly compensated for that. Well, speaking of romantic poets, it's all wrapped up in a Yeats line, right? It's I, I would spread the cloth under your feet, but I, being poor, have only my dreams. And I spread my dreams under your feet, so tread softly because you tread on my dreams. It's it's the idea that I I've entered this with a certain sense of understanding that it's only about art, which you potentially make for yourself your ego for for other people and hopefully it all kind of just becomes satisfying to you and the world and and you're like i said you're painting a, a small part of your your hallway at a nicer place for people to experience and you know money comes and goes in all of this it's it's if if that's the directive or if that's what you're focused on not to say that you shouldn't be i mean you know i understand wanting to make a living but i was uh I was out on the road for 10 years and uh, I broke even, you know, which is a very rich in experiences and uh, rich in my art. And I certainly don't regret it. You know, obviously it'd be nice to make a few bucks, but I guess what I'm saying is in the part of creation, you can't worry too much about that. I'd like to step back into the album and play another song from it. You know, one of the things that I love about this album is the fact that it really does reward uh, repeat listenings. I mean, that's okay. one of the things that really comes through to me fairly strongly. And I think that's because of the fact that I think when you sat down and you brought these songs together, the intent was to try and create something that was as meaningful as possible. The song I'd like to play is Us Wild Dogs. Tell us a little bit about that one. Uh, basically, it was it started uh, after a uh, reference from from the East Coast, a girl I was with, who had mentioned that trying to hold on to a troubadour was akin to holding on to a wild dog. And uh, that one line sparked 
this entire song, which is essentially a, a response to that comment. Some of the, the word pictures you put in it, you know, are really fascinating. The, for us wild dogs, home is all we've ever carried. We'll scratch and claw and lick and pour that home until our soul is buried. So I guess that's a lot of the, the life, right, of being a, a singer-songwriter out in the road? Right. It's, uh, I guess, in a sense that that line's referencing my love toward her and coming very close to settling will... We'll we'll do what we can to try to find that that home and come very close, but there's always that that pull and that allure of the freedom of the road, which kind of is your nature. You're you're if you are a wild dog, you as much as you love the idea of a domesticity, you're still by nature being drawn to the road and and, and wandering. Let's play that just now. This is J. A. Mar with us wild dogs from his great new album. You're perfect, Matador, and you're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. You got this feeling in your bones. I'm not your only one and only. I spread myself so thin I'm cellophane wrapped in sin Ah, you could sacrifice your soul And satisfy your base desires Rather walk with truth alone Than prostitute my home But for us wild dogs Baby, home is all we've ever carried We'll scratch and claw, lick and paw that home until our soul is buried. And like the moon that gets chased away by dawn, we feel the heat, see the light of day. I'm lying at 
your feet Begging for affection The hidden heart you keep Beats on without detection But I'm tired of lying down Playing dead and rolling over Tonight I'll turn my tail wild dogs baby home is all we've ever carried we'll scratch and claw lick and paw that home until our soul is buried and like the moon that gets chased away by dawn we feel the heat see the light of day That's J.A. Marr with Us Wild Dogs from his great new album, Your Perfect Matador. J.A. Marr is a special guest on Folk Roots Radio today, chatting about the new album. So the new album's been out for a couple of months now. Uh, you had some release shows. Uh, what else do you have planned over the coming months? I've, uh, I've, I've taken the entire uh, winter off from touring for the first time in 10 years. So it's uh, I, as, as far as my public appearances, they're going to be next to nothing, which I'm really excited about. So for the first time in in ten years, I'm uh, I'm actually in a small little bachelor apartment in Toronto. I'm reading, I'm running, I'm dating again, <laughs> regular things. I'm learning how to cook. I'm uh, I'm making tortier today. Oh, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> Acadian Acadian pies for our, our big Acadian family, yeah. So yeah, things like that. So I, I'm actually there's no there's no immediate plans to tour, which is a good thing. This album was the follow up to 2015's "The Chicken Came First, which was an interesting road dog memoir and a live album. You know the fact that you are you know such a strong lyricist. You know when you mention that you know you're taking time at home, does that mean more time to write? Uh, it, it doesn't necessarily, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that type of writer, Jan. I, I, uh, I kind of write in bunches whenever the moment strikes me there, there'll be, there'll be times when I will not even look at my guitar, uh, for a couple of months, you know, it'll, it'll be there. It'll be, I always leave it out, you know, so it's within reaching distance, but no, they, they seem to come through moments of, uh, inspiration and flashes and, uh, when that happens, I'll usually capture a couple and then slowly over the course of, you know, maybe a year or so, I'll be working on those songs just quietly and seeing, seeing where they lead me. It's usually, it's usually them telling me versus me trying to uh, will songs into existence. I wish I had that, that type of gift because I'd be a little more prolific, but that's not the way it works for me. Well, the songs are certainly very beautiful. We're going to play the greatest story never told in a in a few seconds, which I absolutely love. It's that's a, a song that has uh, Chloe Charles on as well, and it's I think a perfect way to finish the interview. But when I read the lyrics from that song, I mean they are incredibly poetic, and I I I kind of wondered. It's like, well, there surely must be the opportunity to actually write poetry as well. I know you went to school for literature. Have you ever considered, you know, writing poetry as part of the the process you go through? Sure, of course, absolutely. I've I studied I studied poetry. It was American, romantic, uh, modern, 
and uh, I've always been fascinated with uh, with poetry and wordplay, and and you know, really, I, I'm less of a musician. I have a serviceable voice, and I, I can I can play a few chords, but really, it's I, I'm focused on the lyrical content. That's really my bag. So I'm I'm just like a poet hiding behind a guitar, I guess. Yeah, that this this particular song was also written about her, and she was a uh, I, I thought a great visual artist, and taught me a lot about that side of the world. And in this particular song, it's it's almost like a Rapunzel theme where I'm I'm now the artist asking her to step out into the light metaphorically in in our relationship, but also so I can just visually paint her properly. And there's all that going on. So. If people want to learn more about your music, how can they do that? Uh, I have a website, a snazzy new website, which uh, Max Kirsch, a friend of mine, just uh, reinvigorated. So it's at www.jayamar.com. That's wonderful. Let's play that song just now. This is Jay Amar from his great new album, Your Perfect Matador. And this is The Greatest Story Never Told, featuring Chloe Charles, and you're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. And thanks again for spending the time to talk to us today. Thanks, Jan. It was great. I've fallen at your window, another artist in defeat. And I've canvassed every corner For the colors that you keep Da Vinci for your eyes Vincent for your skies I've fallen I've fallen Your symphony of silence Is music to my mind It's poetry and science Perfectly combined All step into the light It's hard to paint the night I'm calling I'm calling You're endless You're always a beauty to behold You're the siren in the sunset My peace that never sold You're the rough around the edges Of the perfect centerfold The latest, greatest Story never told Step into the light Step into the light Step into the light Step into the light Remember Barcelona And it came down to the rain your perfect matador You saw red in everything Blooded by the fights We bled to black and white 
and crawling We will crawling You're endless, you're always a beauty to behold You're the siren in the sunset And my peace that never sold You're the rough around the edges Of the perfect centerfold The latest, greatest Story never told I've fallen in 